two, one. Hey, what's up, everybody? Thanks for joining us on the Zoomer Pod. My name is Randy. I am the Boomer. And I'm RJ. I'm the Zoomer. And this is episode six. And so what it's been, it's been two weeks, three weeks? Two weeks. Two two and a half weeks, three weeks? The last one was... April 7th. So, yeah, just about two weeks. Oh, wow. You, yeah. knew, you knew. Oh, that's right. You just checked yeah, it. Yeah, I just love <laughs> So, yeah. So, um, man, lots changed. Nothing's changed yeah. to, to, a certain ex- yeah. to a certain extent. To a certain um, extent. So, we are in week, what would you say, five? I think you, you told me or your brother told me. I we think. Because I'm just literally not counting oh, days. time is non-existent at this point. Yeah. But um, I think, yeah, week five or six of, of. quarantine. Yeah. And so, obviously, you know, that's kind of what we have to talk about. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we don't, we talk about things, but we try to hold things for the um, podcast. And so we don't talk a lot um, in detail about certain things. So yeah. I guess my um, first question, like I've asked every time is, so how you doing with everything? Um, school is becoming progressively harder. Not harder in the sense that the teachers are assigning more work. It's actually been getting easier in that sense. But the just staying in the room all day and focusing, just focusing on the work is becoming a lot harder. Like, it's a lot easier to get sidetracked talking to my friends. Um, like, I mean, still on my computer, but like, or like, eh, I want to look this up. Oh, I want to do this, look that up. And it's just, so schoolwork is becoming harder, but I mean, I still don't mind the... Like, I don't mind e-school, but it's, like I said, it's just becoming a little harder to, to, focus, to stay yeah, focused. Yeah, to stay focused. Yeah. I can imagine. And just remember that. That's what it feels like um, going to work in a cubicle every day. <laughs> and so you might want to uh, make sure you. Yeah, but going to work in a cubicle, you at least get to go home to a certain, like, you get to go yeah, home. This is true. Well, you go out the room <laughs> eventually. Yeah. yeah, well, you leave. I go out the room eventually, but I'm still stuck in the house. Like, you can... If you work in a cubicle, and there's other people there, too, that you don't have to go home and see. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> so um, so you say, I mean, how are you? How you feel like you're doing mentally? Like, um, because I, you know, like I, I, I tell people, people always ask, and I appreciate the, appreciate the people who do ask. They always say, you know, how the boy is doing. And my general response is, you know, they're doing well. They're getting a little restless. Probably RJ more than Austin because RJ had just kind of started to venture out and, yeah. you know, got a job. Friends are driving. And you had just kind of got into that world. Yeah. And it was kind of snatched away from you. Yeah, right, so, as, right as I got a girlfriend, right, right as my friends could drive. It was like everything was just Everything poof. was just taken away from you. So I was, <laughs> I was saying, you know, that, um, you know, and that's the thing. So... You know, for those that don't know, and I hope everybody to a certain extent does this, and I hope listening to our podcast helps you do these types of things. Like, I will at least about once a week or whatever, I'll talk to the boys and I'll say, okay, how are you doing? Yeah. Like, how are you doing? Like, let mm-hmm. me know, because I like to check in and see. Just make sure everything's all right. Yeah, because, I mean, it it has to, it has to at some point just kind of get to the point it's like, ah. Yeah, you know, um, you know, and so it's it's not saying you have to, but I have to make sure. I feel like I have mm-hmm. to make sure that it's not getting to that point where you're. It's just getting so overwhelmingly monotonous and boring, and yeah, well, I mean, and you know, whatever that 
it all hits at one time. So I, I'd rather catch it early, you know, yeah. catch it early, and then we have to decide something compared to letting you get to the point where you're just at your wits' end with, you know, yeah. with everything. I mean, about once a day, whether I'm texting Isabel Brady Jackson, there's at least once a day I'm texting somebody on board. But I think, like, it's I'm I'm fine. I'll say I'll start off with that. I'm fine. I've recently it was like I told you, but two of my friends can drive, and so they came over. They came over to my house, and we uh, stayed like we stayed six feet apart, obviously, but. I got a chance to see a couple of my friends, so that was nice. Hold on, let's let's back that up. They didn't come in your house. No. No, and they they came. Outside. They basically came by the house. Yeah, they and, came by the house and parked out on, by the street or whatever, mm-hmm. and kind of stood by their door, and you was on the porch, kind of deal. Well, I wasn't even on the porch. Like um, when like I was down by the sidewalk, but you know, I mean, even from like the curb where one of them was standing too. Like, or I was kind of, like, behind the sidewalk, but, like, up on the grass. So, yeah. like, even then, from where we were standing, it was, like, kind of close, but not, like, you know. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I don't – that's an interesting one. I, I think you, you know, you kind of have to do that, especially – like, it's funny that one of your friends got a car, like, right in the mm-hmm. middle of all this. Yeah. And so it's, like, where, where you know, where, where you going to go? go? I guess he can – get in the car and drive around by itself if he wants yeah. just to kind of get away, you know, yeah. or whatever. But so, I mean, go ahead. Oh, well, I mean, one of my friends, one of my friends that can drive, um, he rides skateboards and he just ordered a land, a, a land, land yacht. Land yachts. Yeah. He just ordered one of those, like a really nice one. So I know he's looking forward to that, but since he can drive, he, he doesn't just confine himself to the neighborhood. Like he found a trail that's not even too far from his house. Mm-hmm. And he'll go up and like he said it's like a four mile trail, and, and so he'll just yeah he'll just go skate it. Yeah, that's um, I don't know, man. That's you know that's where I want to lead into with all of this. And I mean, we know where we've been, we know where we are, and you know I still don't know if we know where we're going with all this. You know, or and mm-hmm. I guess my thing is, I'm not even sure where we should be going. You know, there's a lot going on. Um, at one point, I literally, even up to last week, I just, in my mind, couldn't put the pieces back together to make it all make sense to to a point where we felt like we were back to normal. Mm-hmm. Even a certain sense of a new normal, I just couldn't put the pieces back together. And, and some days I can, some days I can't. Last week, for some reason, it seemed like... I could. Yeah, in I've my been head. thinking about that a lot too. Like, what's like? It's just hard to imagine like what things are really going to be like. Because I mean, this has to at some point come to an end. This can't just this or I mean, quarantine. It can't go on forever. Eventually, whether it's we have to stay inside until the vaccine is produced, or like it, like it mutates and becomes not as bad, or like I don't know. But whatever. When it comes to an end, like kind of how what's going back outside and just going to the store without fear of like getting this going to be like yeah i again those for some reason i cannot put that together in my head 
and I see so many people, and I don't know if they're just being positive, trying to be positive, or they really believe this, and they're like, you know, we'll get by this, we'll get by this. And in my head, I'm just like, I don't, I don't understand, kind of don't even understand what that means, because I look at so many different things, and I still, I'm one who believe we're doing the right thing, but I think they're still doing the only thing that they know to do as far as the quarantine because, mm-hmm. you know, so many things have changed. Yeah. Um, we went from, you know, you don't need a mask. Now you're not required to wear a mask. In California, you're required to wear a mask. Wear a mask. Here, you're not required to wear a mask. But everybody's wearing a mask. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when they go out. And what's interesting is two weeks ago, I was going into the store and I had my mask, and I was just like, I don't want to wear this thing. I don't want to wear this thing. I don't want to wear this thing. And, but I did. I wore it, and at that time, I would say 75%, maybe 80% of people had masks on. Yeah. So you just kind of don't feel odd mm-hmm. about it. You know what I'm saying? And... Then, you know, again, and I've said this to people recently, and that's when I when I realized the mask is not to necessarily protect me, it's to protect other people. Yeah. Then that's then it becomes selfish. It becomes very selfish to not wear a mask. And so well, yeah. so what I was gonna say is just last week when I went to the store. I put my mask on, right? Which was funny mm-hmm. because there was a cop sitting in the parking lot of the store and I parked like, you know, probably yeah. 20 yards from him and I'm getting ready to go in the store and I'm just like masking up. Mask. You know, it was like, yeah, no, that's funny. Yeah, it's like now they look at you and be like, oh, look at that outstanding citizen. <laughs> yeah, but I got into the store and it's so funny how fast you become judgmental because there was a couple people in the store just walking around without mask without mask just laughing and talking you just like wow that's just so inconsiderate now maybe they not know, they may not know they may feel like oh it's it's to protect me and I don't care about being protected you know yeah. so I I'm not judging them on that but it's still just like wow that thing in the back of your mind that goes wow look at those people wow look at those people that's crazy and then there's one lady in there she's just like on the phone talking like talking mm-hmm. and I'm just like you go in Wear a mask, don't wear a mask, at least don't sit up and talk and, and just, just project. Yeah. And just so it's, it's just such a weird, it's a weird, um, yeah. it's a weird time. And, and like I said, in my head, it just, I don't know, it, it's, it's hard to put the pieces, mm-hmm. you know, both physically and financially back together. Um, and then when we start, you know, we'll get, as we go, we'll get further into this. But, you know, now there's people who, you know, there's places that's opening up and want to go back outside. And the thing is, with every pandemic we've had, the first wave wasn't the worst. So even with the this, the um, Spanish flu, the first wave, I think, was like, was it 5,000 people or something like that died? Or maybe it was 50. It was a crazy number. It was a high number, but it wasn't crazy. And then they had a big parade and had all these different things. And next thing you know, like 30,000 30, 30, died or 50,000 died. Some, it was some, it, and it was just like the second wave yeah. was 
Yeah, I think just you know was way worse than first because everybody just felt like it was over and we can just go back out. Yeah, know? I mean, when I kind of heard about the Spanish flu and the thing with the Spanish flu is that it's like you almost kind of have to hope that that's what happens with what's going on right now with Corona because Spanish flu was like from what I've heard at least it was bad, but at the end of the day, the reason it didn't do what it could have done was because it mutated the virus itself mutated and became a lot less became a lot less deadly Mm -hmm. and so it seems like that's one of those things you just have to hope that's just what you hope happens but yeah like i'm sure you've seen the thing it's like after this all passes i'm gonna stay inside for a bit let that first batch of air hit the ones of you who want to go out but see and and so let's kind of move into um no, let's let's not move into that for now. I, I want to move into what's going on as far as people actually getting out. So if mm-hmm. I if I say what was I talking about, just bring me back to it. Yeah. I'm not jotting down anything. So where uh, where do you feel like you are? If um, you if you had your choice right now, what would you do? If 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 myself and mom wasn't saying. You should be doing this. This is what you should be doing. What do you think you would be doing personally? Um, if, yeah, if you guys weren't telling me like stay in the house, I think, I think I'd still probably stay in. I think I'd be a lot more willing to go see see my friends. Probably I'd be, or at least I'd probably, maybe not Brady and Jackson because they work, but. Um, like, I'd probably be, I'd definitely hang out with Isabel, probably hang out with Owen, like, I, I would stay inside, but I'd be more willing to go out and see people, or I would want to go out and see people, because mm-hmm. it's like, if they've stayed inside too, right. then the chances of them having it, both of us have stayed inside, we probably aren't going to give it to each other, um, let's see. yeah, that's about, that's kind so of about you, it, I'd probably still... Quarantine to a certain extent. Well, I noticed that you've been wearing your mask. You know, every time I'll come pick you up, whatever, you, you know, ever since you got your mask from Christine, which shout out. Shout out. Shout out, Christine. It's not just a regular mask. Easer. 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 It's got stormtroopers on it and Harry Harry Potter. Potter. Yeah. So shout out to her. She was, uh, I forgot to tell you, she was very excited about her shout out. From the last one when we talked about oh. the cruise, and I was like, Christine, I said, Christine, them just got off a cruise, and oh. they were saying that this. Remember, we were talking about playing basketball on the on the boats, yeah. And I was saying, she said, you can actually feel the waves. So I was like, I don't. Mm-hmm. She's like, oh, I, I got a shout out. So now you got an official shout out. Official Christine. shout out. Official shout out. Um. So I noticed, like, you are wearing your mask mm-hmm. as I manhandle it. Yeah, I, that's what I was thinking. You're sitting there patting the part where I put my mouth. The part where my mouth's gonna be, you're saying they're yeah. just just sprinkling the the road of mm-hmm. something. Yeah, um, yeah, and so I noticed you're doing that. So I think, like with you, you you definitely are taking responsibility. I think you have a certain sense of responsibility for your own. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I mean your health. Yeah, the you people. Know. I feel like not just especially me, but there's people around me like you who 
would definitely feel it because I mean, not why? Because I'm old. Because you're asthmatic. In Austin, and I know they say younger people don't tend to get it, but Austin's immune system is not good. Yeah, he, Austin's he's, immune system is not good. And then uh, mom has to go see Grandu, and I mean she's, I mean she's not even really seeing him at this point. She's just dropping off uh, groceries, but like she still has to go. Even if she just touches it, it could get on, and then he's dealing with chemo, so it'd be easy for him to follow fall victim to it yeah so i think it's just i have to like even though i know that me personally i've been thinking about that a lot recently because the past few weeks i've been like this don't seem so bad like i feel like no 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 no. not that Uh i've been very careful because i'm scared of me getting it oh really yeah i was scared about me getting it and not because i thought i forgot the statistic that it was like the kid it's not really affecting kids kids aren't getting it it's that they become carriers but i was scared about me getting it mm-hmm. and recently i've been going wait a minute the chances of me getting it are very low i just have to worry about the people around me who would be affected by it and so that's kind of where i'm at right now with right. all of it is still worrying about the people around me but kind of coming to grips with like chances are i'm gonna be fine mm-hmm. and that's i mean weirdly comforting in a way right. but it's still yeah it's i mean it's always gonna be a little scary knowing that i i mean i can get it but chances are more than anything it'd be passing it on to somebody else yeah yeah um and that's very admirable that you're because we you know we just had a conversation about you know people your age and I was asking you what are you seeing what are you seeing on Snapchat what are you seeing on Discord what are you seeing on Reddit what are you seeing on the the, the, the places yeah Instagram the places that you guys communicate and you know it, it is interesting to me that we'll drive through the neighborhood and we'll see four or five kids you know just hanging mm-hmm. out you know teenagers just hanging out and stuff and I'm in a weird place that I kind of don't have any judgment. Like, I really don't. I don't have any judgment. I think everybody kind of has to do what they feel like is right for them. You know, so when I, when I see a bunch of kids hanging out, I don't say to myself, who are their stupid parents? Why are these kids hanging out? Together? You know, I'm just like, that is going against everything we're supposed to be doing. However... Like, it's weird. It's just like people have to kind of do what is right for them mm-hmm. and and not judge. And that's what I, I'm finding. And then we'll get into this in that other part we were talking about. But the, it goes into now we've gotten to almost a political type of judgment where if you want to stay in, you're this person. If you want to go out, mm-hmm. you're this per. You know, you're this well, type of person. Well, I think and, and every, obviously everybody wants to go out, but I think to a certain extent that the part willingness. Right there. The willingness yeah. of you being like, all right, time to buckle down and stay inside. And oops, to touch on what you were saying about like the looking at the kids going around, I mean, I wish I could say the same. I wish I could like look at them and be like, or like not be like whose parents are that. But I don't know. It's just, I feel like from what I've heard about it, I don't know how much you've read, but like I try to like kind of keep up with it. And it just seems like, Every day. I mean, you know, now we're finding out that 
young adults are having strokes, strokes because of it. Behind it, yeah, because it, of it. It's not and just uh, respiratory. Like it's it's affecting younger people just in a different way. Yeah, well, younger people, as in thirty-five, forty. It's like yeah, thirty. I think it was thirty-five to forty-eight or something like well, that. Yeah, 30, okay. something like that. But yeah, um, so I just kind of have reading all of that and f- just now finding that out. And seeing these parents being like, yeah, go have fun with your friends who you don't know where they've been, where their parents have been, how protective their parents have been when it comes to like going to the store. It's like, exactly. you just kind of have to look at them and be like, why would you, why would you ever think that's a good idea? And I'm a believer. I'm a believer that people don't just do one thing. So in other words, the people who are letting their kids hang out with other kids are also hanging out with their friends. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because they think, oh, my friend that crossed the street, she doesn't look sick. We're going to go for mm-hmm. a walk or we're going to sit down and have wine or we're going to have this or that. You know what I'm saying? Like, it just, mm-hmm. I just feel like the people who do, if you do one thing, you're probably okay with doing a few things. Yeah. And so that's why I try to be as diligent as possible because one thing just opens it up for yeah. another thing and another thing and another thing, um, you know, and I'm, I'm be honest and I've gotten into, you know, this with people. And again, I try not to be too judgmental um, or I, I try not to be, uh, attack people. I just try to say, look at it from this point of view. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, we live on a golf course, no flex. Um and God. it's amazing to me to hear people argue that golf should be allowed or open. Well, you know, whether it's open or not, to hear people have arguments that it should be open. Yeah. When you see it from our point of view. And when I drive by and it's not a dad and a mom and a son out playing golf, or a dad and a son, yeah, or a mom and a son and their daughter. Adults. It's groups of grown ass men in mm-hmm. groups of five and six, four and five. Like even if even if you just went out by like yourself or like if we were to go play a game, I think even then like That's what I'm saying. Because yeah. we have to you have to hit the ball. I mean, I guess if you want to bring your own balls, but yeah, like you, those Oh, you mean the range balls. Yeah, yeah, but if you want to bring your own balls, I guess you could do that. But also like when you have to go and get the ball, you have to bend down, pick it up, you have to grab the flag, like all of that. It's just drive the carts. And that's what I was telling people. I like, saw some dude walking and I was still like, mm, I probably wouldn't play, but I guess if you're gonna like yeah, if you're no. go- if you really wanna go play, like just walk taking that walk. And and the people who are arguing, people are like, Oh, I go play with my friends and we stay, you know, like they hit and then they'll go to their ball and I hit and I go to my ball. And in theory that sounds great. All I can say is what I see when I pass a golf course. And that's not what I'm saying. That's not what, what I'm saying is a bunch of people in each other's faces that's laughing and talking. And as someone, and I don't want to get too far into this, as someone that's 100% not scared of death, mm-hmm. 100% not scared at all, um, for somebody to come to me and say, listen, I have to go out because I have to provide for my family, mm-hmm. right? And if I get it, like the doctors, like the nurses, like, you know, the people, what we call now are calling the essential workers. 
the people who feel, and even if you're not an essential worker, but you found some type of grind that can help you. Yeah, that you need that, that money. That you need that money, that you 100% need that money just to not starve or be homeless. I understand that. What I don't understand is you arguing the need to play golf. Yeah. Like, I just, that can't, and again, not judging, but I just can't wrap the idea that somebody would argue the mm-hmm. fact that they I need to, need play, to golf. play golf. I need to or play golf. Or I have golf. to play golf. Yeah, like, that, that's something I have to do, mm-hmm. you know? And, or that that should be a, a considered an essential. So, I don't know. Um, but, you know, things are kind of moving in that direction. You know, we have yeah. a city within 20 miles of us, well, 15 miles of us. You know, they open their, they kind of open back up. They open their restaurants. They open some barbershops. They open salons. They opened gyms. Now, let's be, I, I try to be honest. It, it's so funny because people will see me and they'll hear me argue one, one point. But the one thing I try to do is be honest, right? And so there's people saying this city opened back up, right? They're like, this city opened back up. And yes, they did. And no, they didn't. What they did was restaurants can open if they have patios and people can sit on the patios. Mm -hmm. I still don't think it's great, but that's different from what one side will say is going on like everybody's piled inside of a restaurant. Hairstylists can do appointments one at a time and I think there has to be a certain break between their appointments Mm -hmm. for them to disinfect. To disinfect. All right. So one side is saying, oh, it's open. They're they're running hair salons. The Mm -hmm. other side is saying, well, no. But the other side is going, no, it's all by appointment. But there was video footage from inside of one the other day, and there's five people. You know, there's five people. There's five stylists, mm-hmm. each with one appointment. So they're all still sitting in the same place. Yeah. Right? Um, as far as a gym, they're not opening up the gym. You can't just go in the gym and just work out. Yeah. It has to be a private yeah. session. Um, I can't remember who, but somebody told me that, like, one of their friends that lives in an apartment building that had like cycles mm-hmm. um, started doing this thing where it was like, like that you make an appointment, everybody, ha- like there was only a couple bikes in the room and it was like, all right, you come down at this time, you come down at this time, you come down at this time, that way they don't cross paths and then they have multiple appointments but they have time in between to disinfect the bikes and then the next like one person will come down and then after that the next person comes down and after that the next right. person comes down. So Yeah, I mean <clears throat> last week, man, I was like, you know, here at the studio with the coffee machine down there. I'm just like, man, I'd be glad when I can have my coffee machine back. Although I've been enjoying, you know, making coffee. Like it's just but the idea of being able to go downstairs and just grab mm-hmm. coffee when I want to. And it's just like if we could just they could just open a lobby back up. So, mm-hmm. but then you know, again, that comes into everybody sitting around. They want everybody's waiting for their coffee, and they yeah. talking. They can't do it, but man, it'll be nice. Um, so, you know, it hit me last week. I was like, "What? 
what's happening to the grocery workers? Because they are the ones I'm really intrigued by. Mm-hmm. Because I'm sure there's other people out there, but they're the ones that stand out in my mind because they are the ones that outside of the medical workers, yeah, I'm keeping outside. the medical workers out of it because they're on a whole, a whole, whole another level. level. Yeah. And, but the, the grocery workers are just regular people doing their regular job. Yeah. And they are coming in contact with people all day, all day. And so I thought, I start thinking to myself, what, at what rate is grocery workers getting COVID? Because mm-hmm. I think that that is a telltale sign of. If we should really be reopening. Yeah, because they are, you know, or if, if it's being transmitted very easily or if it's being transmitted yeah. because they, are, they, are, they weren't wearing masks and things like that. So, you know, I start thinking, like, I wonder what is the, you know, the transfer rate or the, the infection rate of grocery workers. Yeah. And so I was saying it to, I said that to somebody in conversation. And they said, that's why. <laughs> they're talking about going to curbside delivery grocery only because grocery workers are coming down with it. Now, I haven't heard it that on a grand scale. I did Mm -hmm. look it up. And yes, there were articles about grocery workers coming down with it, but it was also after the time they was talking about doing curb service. So now, now the articles run together and they're a little biased. And yeah, but I think to a certain extent, that I mean, whatchamacallit, uh, like grocery store workers, I mean, they kind of have, like, I think people are going to accentuate it, like, with what you were just saying, now that we're talking about reopening, and be like, how are we, how would we reopen when there's still grocery workers getting it? So it means it's still being transmitted, but I mean, from the very beginning, like, there had to be grocery workers getting it, because, I mean, just with how infectious it is, it would make sense that, or it'd be hard to believe that it wasn't like being transmitted. But now that it's becoming more of a prevalent topic is now people are really starting to focus on and be like, Oh, well actually. Right. And so I think that they are the litmus test. And listen, man, if this city wants to open and I hate to say this, it's going to sound like an asshole comment. But if that city wants to open and people want to run down there and sit on the patio and have mm-hmm. drinks and eat and go to their local hair salon and all that, it's just like you said. When they open yeah. it up, I'm gonna sit in the house for a couple of weeks and mm-hmm. just to just see. Let y'all let y'all, you know. Soak in it. Yeah. Just. And so if there's people out there that want to put themselves out there, I guess we'll know in three, yeah. four weeks. Like, you mm-hmm. know, what, you know. But again, just like I said, once you do one thing, the the next thing is inevitable. If you hang out and have wine and stuff with your friends, your friends, and you let your kids go out and have, you know, with their friends, pretty soon you'll be like, well, we'll just go over here to yeah. our aunt, our family's house, or we'll go over here. Like, once you start, once you open Pandora's box, so pretty soon the whole, that whole city's going to be you know, from a distance looking like it's up and running again. And yeah, but it's, I mean, that's what's going to make, that could very easily make Texas a new epicenter because it's just like, yeah, let's just open everything up. Yeah, I don't know if everything's going to do it, but 
everybody's going to do it, but they're definitely trying it, and mm-hmm. I think we'll get a good litmus, litmus test. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and I think the sad thing is people are starting to listen to a lot of people who want to go out, and like you said, yeah. everybody wants to go out. That's the thing. Yeah, it's when not I just hear like people some people want to go out, yeah. and then there's other people like, yeah, I don't. I don't mind staying inside. Everybody wants to go out. Everybody wants to go out at this point. I'm, I've said on the last three, what's funny, two, two um, podcasts ago, I called myself an extrovert, um, <laughs> but I'm an, an introvert. introvert. Um, and even I'm just like, oh, gosh, I just want to kind of get out, you know. Um, I'm good. I've always kind of lived life like this. Mm-hmm. You, know, I'm, you know me. I always got but something I, I'm doing at home and it does I don't need to be out. So But I think to a certain extent it's not just the uh not being able to or not that. But with you it was like you didn't but you still had the freedom to. You were still like if you were just like, Yeah, I need to go to the store to get this or right. I need to go here or maybe I want to take one of the boys to like the movies. I just like to go across the street and get my orchids. You know what I'm exactly. saying? Like, so, you know, just little little things like that. Yeah, now you have to now you have to stay in the house and you have to be careful and if you do decide to go out, going out is a risk in its own. Mm-hmm. It's Yeah. It's what makes everybody be like, this sucks. I if it was just like Well, it's like your school cuz you was like you were like I wouldn't mind homeschooling if I could still hang out with my friends yeah. after school, but now that I can't yeah, now yeah, that yeah. I can't hang out with my friends after school, I just want to go to school. Yeah. You know, I want to go to school so I can, you know, I don't mind being in school so I can hang out with my friends. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, yeah, those people are going to be the litmus test. And yeah. where, where I was going, I'm sorry, where I was going was a lot of people are listening to people who are putting numbers out, right? They're going... The curve is flat, and I was somebody posted a video today. Yeah, that's like what I was gonna say. Is long, I mean, and the, I'm just the curve is flattening, but I think being like the curve's flattening, so let's open everything back up is only gonna make that curve pike back, back up. up. Well, somebody posted a video earlier, and it was like an hour. I wasn't gonna watch it for an hour. I watched about ten minutes of it. Mm-hmm. They were the people who was talking. They were, and they brought numbers to the table. They was like, "This is how many people's gotten it." This is how many people's died from it. So this is the the mortality rate, and the mortality rate was in the one like one point six or something like. Yeah. It was very low. And so that sounds good. Again, yeah. that sounds very good. And my question is always, and my response is always, you can't judge it off of that because you're judging it off of the response. If we had not yeah. done the quarantine if we had not done the stay at home at the rate that it was rising yeah, i saw something so uh another podcast i listened to they had a uh, epidemiologist you to yeah you traitor man gotta get my fix somewhere can't listen to this one i hate my voice but anyway um they had an epidemiologist on or whatever the word is that was and, good no i think you hit it right on those and he was saying that if they asked him like if we had just decided to let's tough this thing out, let life continue as normal, what do you think things would be like? And he said that if we really tough this thing out, that if we just decided to like let everything stay open, continue as life, continue normal life, that the mortality rate would be 
I, these are going to be two very different numbers, and I apologize in advance, but I can't remember. But I remember it was either five, a five percent mortality rate, or like a twenty percent mortality rate. It was one of those two. But now, but it's like since we decided to stay at home, you've seen that like drop. You're seeing that drop. See, I think it would have been more than that personally, because I also when I responded to this person that said this, I said. You know, it's not like we didn't have something to base this on. We we had seen what happened to China. Uh-huh. We saw what happened to China. We saw what happened in Italy. We saw what was happening in Spain, right? Mm-hmm. We saw what was going on. Yeah, and we had the for we kind of had the foresight. I mean, we, we had foresight into what happens if it gets it just is let go, right? Yeah. And so I think that that's the argument that those people aren't looking at as is where you are basing your numbers off of a, the reaction. And so the reaction mm-hmm. has caused you to have these numbers. If you hadn't, that's not what it looked like before. Yeah. You know, what it looked like in the beginning was we needed extra beds. We needed ships off the coast of California. We needed, mm-hmm. you know, but now the hospitals were, because they was like, oh, doctors are getting furloughed and this and this and that. Now, I don't know if that's true, because why would you furlough doctors? When that's at what this we point, need. yeah, we needed them we beforehand. Need so that, that's why I'm like, eh, that may have been a little sketchy source. Uh, I trust the guys. I don't know who they are. I didn't look them up. Mm-hmm. But when you start saying doctors are getting furloughed, I'm like, really? Because they I were mean, just responding. I mean, there's a lot more stuff out there that people need doctors for, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know, man. It's just um, It's just very interesting. And so now... It's gone political. So, yeah. you know, we're, we're at the point where, you know, and I said this last week because it hit me last Sunday morning. I woke up and, you know, last week was the first weekend of like the protest. Mm. And, you know, Friday there was a protest and then I think there was, there was one in, in, Denver on Saturday, and there was one in Michigan on Saturday, or Detroit. Yeah, in Michigan somewhere on Saturday and all that. And I was like, you know, it's interesting to me how every single issue we've had in the last probably 20, I think almost 25 years, almost every issue culminates with a certain demographic of people Standing in the streets are on federal property mm-hmm. with militia gear, guns, Confederate flags, Nazi flags, and anti-Obama or pro-Trump. There was some Bush. Bush Back then, it was more Tea Party stuff. There was some Bush stuff, but now it's, it's just Trump stuff. Mm-hmm. And that is the part that bothers me the most. Like, how do we always end up with people with guns standing somewhere flying Confederate Nazi and now Trump flags. When I know that there has to be some people in the middle and some people on the left, that's like, I really want to get outside. I don't trust what's going on. How did it become politicized like Um, that? You know, like how does it always become politicized? And so they're fighting a tyrannical government. Well, I think, you know, hold on, let me finish this, this thought. They're fighting against a, a government who, they feel like is treating them wrong, right? Mm -hmm. Or trying to take their freedoms or take their liberties or overstepping their boundaries. These are the same people 
that when Black Lives Matter is protesting the government, mistreating people, overstepping their boundaries, and all that, they get out and protest the protesters who's protesting the same thing that they protest, right? It's just, it, mm-hmm. So it just becomes so politicized that it just becomes fodder. It's, you can't even almost take it serious. Yeah, well, I mean, it. I think big man himself, Trump, has had a very big role in politicizing it because he, because, you know, he was very late to the party on saying that it was a big deal and that it was a real problem. Um, and that he let his, he let his believers and their party. I like the way to, you call them believers because I call them cult members, which <laughs> kind of follow the same thing. Yeah. yeah. He let his believers to, or he led them thinking that it's, it's not that bad. It's like the flu. It will be fine. Just tough it out. And then eventually he was like, okay, yeah, I guess I have to say something. But in that time, it was him and his party going, it's not that bad, where the Democrats were going, this is, look at, like, look at China, look at Italy, look at what's happening in Spain. This is a real problem. So I think we kind of saw the seedlings of it there. But the, the, so, big, the big thing about, um, or at least it's what I was reading, is that, you know, because most of those, the places that had those protests have Democratic uh, governors. And so, like... They, that was also a part of the protest somehow, is that they were protesting the... Because they look at their Democratic yeah. governor taking over, yeah, there, telling like, them what to yeah, do. Yeah. yeah, So I guess you're right. I mean, you know, we had one here yesterday. We did? You know? Yeah, it was the, oh, at Frisco Square. Yeah, they had a, They said it was a little over 100 people there in Frisco Square, right on the grass area, right in front of the, the library. So, I mean, obviously it didn't make a big wave. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and again, I'm... Listen, I'm all for I'm all for protests. There's nobody mm-hmm. more conspiracy theory than I am. Yeah, you know I, I you know I hey that's that's part of our rights is to protest. Yeah. But it seems like it's not a true protest when it becomes politicized, right? Because yeah. you know if if I felt like the government was overreaching, right, and if I felt like there was something fishy going on. They're putting up 5G towers or, you know, mm-hmm. to give us cancer or they're trying to take away more of our freedoms and now put boundaries around the states like we have boundaries around the countries. Whatever the, the conspiracy was that I decided to jump on board with, I'm not going to insert myself in the middle of a bunch of Confederate and Nazi flags yeah. to fight that battle, yeah. right? It, it can be done differently and it can be done from a, a more respectful middle point of view. So everybody who has a dog in the fight and want to voice an opinion and bring some intelligence and some logic and some, mm-hmm. some, some resolution to it can all be involved and not just this one demographic who's trying yeah. to just take over this, this whole, yeah the whole deal. And so, you know, again, it's like, let them prove, I, 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 let them prove their point, you know, go protest. You guys get there, sneeze, cough, yell, hug, kiss, swap, spit, do all that mm-hmm. stuff. We'll sit back and wait three, four weeks. Yeah, watch you. And, and see what, you know, and see what, see what becomes of that, you know. And I mean, it is it, because you, you can't stop them. You know, I tell mm-hmm. you know, there's people that's well, like. I mean, I was just going to say, 
real quick, I mean, after the protest in Kentucky, they said that there was a, I don't know, maybe I heard that there was a spike in cases or that there was a rise in cases after the protest in Kentucky. Now, maybe it was just timing in that they, because, I mean, real now that I think about it, the protest in Kentucky, what, they happened over the weekend? It was last Friday. Friday. Not last this, Friday. Not, so this is this is Sunday, so it wasn't this Friday. It was last Friday. So oh, okay. 10 so days yeah, I ago. guess ten days ago. So I guess if I'm trying to think about when I heard that, because I guess if I heard that earlier in the week, it'd be hard to really confirm that because you know tests. Yeah, it could have been, which is a whole another problem in itself. But the tests take. But if those people were actually there, they probably spread it. Yeah. So we're gonna see it ten days, fourteen days. Um, the place they had the public elections, they said that they came up with seven to ten people that they know I don't know how they know they got it from there but they say that they can you know you know yeah, 100% I mean, say that so, they contracted it from standing in line to do an in-person yeah elections. well I mean I guess you could just say that because it's been like I've been in my house all the other time and the one time I went out is happens when I went to get sick but I think so this is this is when superior superior cures um, cons- I can't even say the word conspiracy, conspiracy theorists <laughs> are going to get in their bag because they what happened in China when everything they created a program that if you had it or if you had it, they uh, would or they had everybody download this app on their phone and it pretty much just tracked everywhere they went. And if they had it, they could look at they could look at that program. And see, okay, this they went here, 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 here. We need to get into contact with everybody else who we see went here, 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 and see, and that's them. And, and so that's where it's. To be fair, that's where the people standing and chanting and you know whatever have some type of. But it hasn't gotten to that here yet. I think that because that's not what they're protesting. They're protesting having to stay inside and that true and not get their hair done yeah and yeah. i mean this, oh gosh i'm really see? hoping this was a bit but there was this one dude who was i mean you'd be really going really far for the bit considering you're going out possibly getting corona there was this dude and he was like he was like this is when i buy my halloween products how am i supposed to buy them now and it's like come on bro halloween well no there was april a, i got one better than that i don't know if you saw it but it was a lady who they was interviewing her and she was like look at my hair look at my hair I need to get my hair done. And there was somebody who broke down like how much new growth she had, how much the average hair grows uh-huh. per month when we went into quarantine. And they was yeah. like, they was like, given how much new growth you have, you haven't gotten your hair done since November. And now you want to say now that this is about you want, you want to get your hair done. Yeah. Now, it was hilarious. And, yeah. and, and, and that's one of those times where people are like, and the internet is undefeated. Yeah. You know? I mean, and so, I mean, and I think, too, I keep, I'm slowly starting to hear people say, well, it's so bad, I don't know who anyone that has it. It's so bad, I don't know anyone that has it. You know, how can it be so bad if I don't know anyone to have it? And I think that that's, where we're going to start to lose the battle mm-hmm. to a certain extent on a grand scale is that I don't know anyone that has it. Yeah. Well, what? there was a big thing when it first started with people driving by hospitals and they'd be like, you know, the hospital was like not empty, but it'd be like not, not what you they were describing it. on. 
the news about hospitals overflowing with people because, like, there just wasn't enough room. Right. And it'd be like, oh, look at this, like, conspiracy by the government. Yeah. And, yeah. And that's, I guess that's my argument. Like I said, I can jump on, you know me, I can jump on a conspiracy band faster than almost anybody. Mm-hmm. And I don't, my question is always, so what's the purpose? Like, what is the purpose of making half the people go broke? What's the, what's the purpose of the yeah. government having to spend... Of ruining spend the, common- the economy. I'm the economy. Yeah, it's ruining the economy. And we, we saw, you know, oil close at minus $37 a barrel. Yeah. You know, so that just... If somebody digs this up one day, like, just know, like, that's crazy. Like, yeah. So... Yeah. I don't see the conspiracy in it because it's too detrimental. Can yeah. can I jump on board with a pharmaceutical company saying that something is way worse than it is and everybody needs to get a shot for it mm-hmm. and they're charging XYZ amount to the insurance companies for the shot? Yeah, yeah, I can jump on that. But when you really just shut down the country. Yeah, you know, and ruin everything. And ruin everything. Like, that's a little far-fetched for... You know, for the pharmaceutical company to be trying to make yeah, big whole, pharma. You big pharma is trying to make a lot of money, right? Yeah. And so, um, and even if so, you think they would have that? You think they'd have that on hand? So when it did get bad, they could be like, "Hey, everybody, hey, we fixed this." Yeah, look, exactly. Like, so new thing. Yeah. You know, then there's the. Well, I want to say this real quick, and just I want to. I'm bounced, but. You know, then there's a deal like, well, all the older people are dying because that's going to save a whole bunch of Social Security because, like, nursing homes are getting just ravaged. Oh, yeah. Nursing yeah. home is getting ravaged. So, you know, people are like, oh, well, that's a lot of Social Security money, say, mm-hmm. you know, or whatever. And then, you know, there's acceptable, acceptable risk, acceptable casualty, you know. Um, I always bring up D-Day. Like, they dropped 125,000 troops knowing that 50,000 was probably going to die with the idea that 75,000 would be more than enough to storm the beach. Yeah. Right? You know what I'm saying? And so it's nobody wants to think about it like that, but it's accepted That's casually. What they... It's accepted risk, right? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, just send them all in and, and... And hope for the best. And hope for the... Well, well no matter what, they're going to run out of bullets and then... Yeah, be like, we know... We know yeah. some of you are going to die, but yeah. that's the risk you're willing to take. Wait a minute. Like, yeah, exactly. And so, um, you know, there's your other deal. But what I was going to say, and this is kind of going back about five minutes ago. I know people who personally know people who's died from it, mm-hmm. right? Um, I know somebody who's lost four people that they knew personally to it, right? It random, too, not mm-hmm. like the husband and wife or the two people in family, people in families. These are four different people that they knew. Yeah. That's, that's gone. Passed away from this. Um, we lost an aunt this week. Hasn't been confirmed. However, family member is out and about for personal reasons and visiting them, visiting them, and next thing you know, they end up in the hospital, and they passed away this week. Ned. And, yeah, and family can't even go yeah. be there. I mean, they're, my mom, or Granny B, can't go because, yeah. she, you know, she couldn't go. She can't go see her sister 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, you know, that's be Barry. And one so, of the scariest things yeah. is that I'm when Michael Yo. That's he's the one who really opened my eyes to that because you know he had it and he had like yeah. the bad version, but he got over it. Um, As did Jesse Jeff. Yeah, right. like if you if you're gonna die from it, it's not like you're surrounded with your loved ones and you get to say your final goodbyes. You are in a room, and I've heard stories of people in the hospital, like the nurses, like FaceTiming. Uh, people yeah, yeah facetiming people for people so they can say their goodbyes but for the most part it's like going into that hospital if you're gonna die from it you're gonna like that's the last time you were going to see any of those people right and that's what i i put that on the dad's crib group mm-hmm. last week i, I think said we you talked know about this yeah i said you gotta when you know you're sick enough to go to the hospital you gotta say your piece you gotta make your peace and that is scary. That is scary. So, you know, I mean, that's, I think that's the thing. As long as people don't see somebody with it, as long as somebody don't know somebody with yeah. it, they're willing to take the risk. And I just keep saying, and I think I told you this, but I told your brother this, and it's something that I always want you guys to remember and that's always look at the worst side of a decision. Mm-hmm. So back to the golf course, when I was having a discussion with people about the golf course, I said, what's the worst thing that happens if they're wrong about this and we close golf courses? You're out of golf. <laughs> right? My shot. What's My- the wrong thing? What's the worst thing? that can happen if you're wrong about this, people get sick and die. Yeah. You gotta look at what's the worst thing that can happen, you know? Yeah. Um, And this is getting a little personal, but it is what it is, and I'm gonna put it out there. I didn't know if I wanted to or not, but. So, we have the whole thing with Grand Duke, Mm -hmm. right? And then we have the whole thing with mom and Jenny. Yeah. Right? Now, I, for one, see both sides. And for those that's listening, that whatever, you know, um, mom, obviously, and our, 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 my father-in-law and RJ's grandfather lives here. And he's battling cancer. And... We live here, obviously Joe lives here, mom lives here, and Jenny doesn't live here, right? Mm-hmm. And so last week, Jenny kind of springs on mom, mm-hmm. hey, we're coming to town tomorrow to stay with dad. Mm-hmm. Mom gets really upset, because mom is like, I'm dropping groceries off. On, on the po- on I'm, the porch, I'm getting groceries for him and then dropping them off right. on his porch. And apparently, I didn't even notice. He came to the house and like used his key to come in, and she was like, "No, you got to go. You got to go. You got to go. You oh, can't I didn't come even in." Know that. Yeah, I think you guys were asleep. So mom's very much on the on the safe side. She's being very she's been very safe. Mm-hmm. Right now, I'm I'm going to get to the Jenny side. So I don't want to say mom's being very safe and Jenny's being very reckless. And so when Jenny said that, mom got really upset. 
because because they're going to be flying and he's sick and yada yada yada. Now, the next morning, I thought about it. That night, I thought about it. The next morning, and I called mom. I said, "Hey, give me a call when you get a chance." Mm -hmm. And I said, "Listen." I said. I want you to look at this from another point of view, right? Mm-hmm. I said, the girls, meaning your cousins, Jenny's yeah. girls, haven't seen Grand Dude in, what, almost a year, over a year. Yeah, a while. Not they haven't year, seen him since while. he's been diagnosed with cancer. She has because she went down to win appointments. Yeah. But she hasn't, they haven't seen him. And imagine how everybody would feel if something happened to him, yeah, either from the cancer, from the virus, or whatever, right? Like, imagine what you would feel like, and this is what I told mom. Imagine, just imagine what you, how you would feel if he was in Phoenix, and the boys hadn't seen him in a while. In a while, right? With all that's going on, I said you have to put yourself in their shoes. I'm not saying it's the best thing. I said, but I know. Your dad wants you to come in the house. Mm-hmm. I know your dad wants the girls to come, no matter what. Whatever the outcome, he doesn't care. Yeah. Sorry. Very fine. And then I said, because there's nothing that would keep me from you guys. He's a dad as his daughter. That's his granddaughters. He's willing to put himself out there. For that time. Yeah. As I am. As I would be. I don't know if it pacified her. But I think she listened to what I was saying. Mm -hmm. And better understood it. And it calmed her. Frustration. A little bit. Yeah. I... I'm gonna let you. No, go ahead. Um, when, like, I went into a room, however long ago, earlier in the week, and I heard her. I don't know who she was talking to, but I heard her talking about it, to, talking about it with somebody, and her frustration at this point wasn't that she. Wasn't that um, I'm sorry, I can't collect my thoughts. Uh, wasn't that. She that they had gone. It was that she had let she had done all this stuff to keep him protected, and in the end, they still got to go see him. So it wasn't at that point. It wasn't that she was mad at them going for and putting him at risk. It was that they got to go and see him while we have to. Yeah, yeah, and you know that's the hard one. I haven't been to Papa's house. Mm-hmm. He lives, you know, seven minutes far. from us, and. He was working, now he's not working. He's sitting there. And, you know, I haven't been to see him. 
and that's mm-hmm. by choice. You know, it's he's 84, and I don't want him to get sick. Although mm-hmm. every time I call him, I'm like, what are you doing? I'm like, where are you? He's like, oh, I just went to go pay my bill, or I just ran to the store. I'm like, dude, you got to get in health. This is the first time I've been out. Since the last time I was out. Yeah, since, <laughs> since yesterday when I went. <laughs> this is the first time I've been out since the last time I was out. Yeah. And so, you know, I, again, there's no, to me, there's no right or wrong. Like, mm-hmm. I, I can't, you, I don't think anybody can point fingers and say you're right or you're wrong wow. or you shouldn't be doing this. And, and I think, like I said, for me, let's just say they came and let's just say he got something and let's just say it, you know, it was bad or whatever. Mm-hmm. He still, he's never going to place blame. And he's, mm-hmm. he would rather, I believe, and this is me personally, as a parent, he would rather them be there mm-hmm. than to not. Yeah. Now, I don't see it the same for us as, we, as they do. You know why? Because in two weeks, if there's an all clear, we can all go over yeah, there. Yeah, just drive right over. Drive right over there and see him, mm-hmm. right? Or he can come over or whatever. They still couldn't do that. Yeah. And so that's why I don't think the two can even be compared because they don't live here and they have an opportunity. Yeah. And I feel like they, they, they took the opportunity, and I think rightfully they took the opportunity, you know, mm-hmm. Um because it's it's what I would want from you guys. Yeah. I'm not saying it's what I would do because, I, like I said, I haven't gone to Papa's house. Yeah. But he's he's also, he has people there with him. Like, Grand Dude is there literally by himself. By himself, usually. Right? By himself. Papa has somebody. Mm-hmm. Granny B. Like, you know, I could go to L.A., but at least I know she has somebody coming in checking on her. Yeah. You know, she has an in-home worker. So she has somebody coming in to check on her. If she didn't have that, there's a good chance I'd be like, I got to go. Mm-hmm. And I know she, would, she wouldn't care. Like, yeah. she, wouldn't, she would not care. So, you know, that's, you know that's, that's a hard one. And I think that in these situations... Again, you can sit back and talk about selfishness. Like, to me, the golfers. Yeah. To me, you know, the people who just want to go, you know, well, people who want to go and they feel like, and I say, I use it tongue in cheek, but their privilege is being taken away. Mm -hmm. And this is not a white or black thing because there's black people who feel like my privilege my privilege to go to the bar mm-hmm. is taken away. My privilege to go, you know, hang out is taken away. My privilege to go hang with my boys, my privilege to hang with my girls mm-hmm. is taken away. And that, that's not, that's a luxury. And I think people are getting luxury and privilege mixed up. So, I think that's all I got on COVID right now. <laughs> What about you? 
Um, anything else? I was trying to think, did I miss anything I want to talk about? I think we touched on everything. Yeah, we got quite a bit. Um, yeah, I don't think there's anything. You know, they're talking about reopening the state, so you can just hope that they're right in their uh, predictions or in their thought that we should be fine. Yeah. But, you know, it's always going to be scary. They already canceled school for the rest of the year, so that's not... We didn't even really talk about that. They canceled school for the rest of the year, so mm-hmm. that's not... Well, you know, man, I told your brother the first week. He said, how long do you think it's going to be closed? I said, and what I'm, what I'm seeing oh. and what I'm thinking, I said, I don't see us going back. I said, honestly, I almost don't even see us going back in September or August. In August, yeah. I mean, I don't know about that, but I just... I do remember... At the very start of it, when, like, they had just announced that school was closing for one week, I remember texting my friends, a couple of my friends, or talking to a couple of friends and being like, they're saying it's one week. This one week is probably going to turn into a month. And if they said that school was closed down for the rest of the year, I wouldn't be surprised in the slightest. And sure enough, that one week turned into a month, and then that one month turned into two months. And then that two months turned into the rest of the year. And it was interesting to see some of the teachers haven't really said anything about it. But one of my teachers who, like, I enjoyed as a teacher and was a lot more fun with the students put something out being like, I'm sure you guys have heard there's no more school for the rest of the year. And kind of giving their thoughts on and being like, it, like, it makes me sad knowing that I won't see you yeah. for the rest of the year and won't be able to give you that, like, be able to teach you and be able to like interact with you or just have fun with you guys. And that one, like that teacher has like at the end of the week, she'll always say no drugs, no drinking, no babies, like at the end of every week. And she, she was like for the final time and put that there. And it was one of those things. It was just like, it hit you. Yeah. On one hand, it was like, it made me sad. But on the other hand, it was kind of like the, wow, like this is kind of the reality we're living in. in Yeah. I, again, man, I don't want to backtrack, but I don't see how the puzzles go back together. I don't see how, you know, I think we'll have, eventually have sports. I think we're going to do sports without fans for a long time. Um, It's really odd and eerie. Mm -hmm. We watched it with WWE. You know, we watched the first couple of weeks of WWE leading up to WrestleMania. Well, you Mm -hmm. did, your brother and I did. Yeah. And at first we was like, "This is weird." <laughs> like, yeah, you know, I mean, like, because because no, WWE thrives on fan interaction. It thrives yeah. on the, the the energy of of that, um, and it was very weird at first. And then by the time they got to WrestleMania, we was like, "This is gonna be trash," <laughs> and it was. Very good. It was very entertaining. I'm not gonna say it was very good, but it was very entertaining. That's it was where. All, that's where I think those kind of paths cross because with one with losing one thing you gain another thing so like for example they are without the fans there in wwe they could do so much more like you know the this was the one example that i use is that when undertaker pops up and grabs somebody like would grab somebody from under the ring before he probably had to get under that ring like before that ever happened and now, just with quick camera work, he can walk out, get under, get where he needs to be. Yeah. And you make sure that the camera camera work 
is all good and people will never know and he walks out right before it happens grabs somebody goes under the ring everybody goes whoa and yeah. then yeah continues. no definitely and i don't know it's I, I think the same will be for i don't know i think where there's nothing else scripted like well yeah nothing <laughs> scripted like that but i think to what a certain, scripted it's real what are you talking about um, um but i think even if it's just like bringing the players in if they're like now that nobody's here do you guys want to do like you know, something big announcements. Cool. And yeah, big announcements. Or do you guys want to like do something cool with yeah. your? With I don't your think so. In? I don't think they will. I think. I think it's gonna be weird, but I think they're gonna do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but with no fans in the beginning, and I think we'll all get used to it. Um, it's it's really cool. Like we talked about this before, but it's fun to see. Like basketball players, to me, it's fun to see basketball players playing, you know, 2K. 2K. It's incredibly cool to watch the drivers. Like today, we was watching yeah. an Indy race or F1 race, and they was actually racing against fans. Like, yeah, when, is, when in time have has you that been ever able, been a thing? And then yeah, all where of a sudden fan gets like, to race against their favorite racer every like, other it, week in there. It's so well. Yeah, I mean, they don't do that often, but I thought that was such a cool... Well, they don't do it often, but I imagine that if this keeps up, it's probably going to become one of those things that's going to be like, like the fans enjoyed that, and the chance to be able to get up there and race with somebody you like is, I mean... it's incredible. Yeah. Um, I say that to go all the way back to, I just don't know when somebody is comfortable enough letting 2,000 kids go back to one place. And so, and I don't know if that happens in what three months, and that's yeah, what I you know. That's I, why I'm saying I don't know if we'll be looking at school it again depends, in August. It depends on what the summer's like, but I think more than anything, you know, they say that they're trying to fast track a vaccine. They're doing tests on humans, and they've gotten good results so far, which I was glad to hear. They've got good results so far on one of the vaccines they were testing. But, you know, that's still going to be one of those things that it's not like you hear they made a vaccine in four days and you go, hooray. But then you find out it's one of those things that's like they made the vaccine in four days and then they got to test it for months. Yeah. And so I think when, I think that's when everybody's going to be cool with releasing their kids back to school is that when they say, when they finally get a vaccine, a tested vaccine that they know works, and they're like... But it goes back to what you said, though. It really goes back to what you said. Who's going to send their kid to school? Who who is going to... Who's going to be the guinea pigs to send their kids back to school? Yeah, I mean, you kind of... Yeah, that's the thing. I guess you have to go... I guess you have to go, all right, just round up all the people who are protesting and be like, you were cool. (laughs) Hey, you want to go Hey, you wanted to go out... But it, Let me see it, your kids. But like. it does create a bigger problem. And somebody said this the other day, um, and it, it hit home with me because I don't. I guess I didn't think on this level. And it was like, okay, they're saying I can go back to work. My kids can't go back to school. What am I going to do yeah, where with are my, my kids? kids? Now, obviously, if it came down to it, you know, you and your brother could take care of each other. Yeah, You're yeah, old yeah. enough. I mean, you guys. But, but there are people. People who are like with there are people with, Yeah, there's people with. First graders and third graders. Yeah, I'd be like, I can't. And they're going, hey, your job is back open. Mm-hmm. You know, you can go back to work. What are they, what are they supposed to do with their mm-hmm. kids? I mean, it's just, 
that's why I say to to in my mind, I just cannot. I think they what's put those pieces back together. I think what's what they're gonna have to do is when either like I said, wait for the vaccine, and then even after that, I think they're gonna wait. They're gonna look at the places. They're gonna categorize them into okay, who was hit the hardest, who wasn't hit the hardest, where ha- who had the highest death rates, who didn't, what places now are still are doing well, yeah. and we're seeing cases go away, or we're starting like it's we're seeing it disappear. And then you're gonna have to you're gonna have to open the schools if you're gonna open schools back up. You're, they're going to open schools. If they're going to open jobs back up, they got to open schools back up. Well, not that, but when oh. they decide to open schools back up, they're going to open them up in the places that were never hit yeah, by it like that. And then after that, they'll be like, all right, well, you're good, you're good, you're good. And yeah, and it, I really, really do want to, this kind of be the last thing, but, you know, that was another thing I heard somebody was saying, you know, the problem is people think it's like it shut down all in one day. It's gonna open back up in one day, and that's not mm. the way it's gonna happen. Like because I think like Wyoming or Idaho or Iowa literally have like one case and they have no deaths, and or they got very yeah. few infected and no deaths. So yeah, I mean they truly flatten their curve and don't get any more cases. Like they can probably open up New York, L.A., you know, and it, just even smaller places like you know. There are places around Dallas, on the outskirts of Dallas, mm-hmm. that's going to be able to say we feel more comfortable, more so than Dallas County. And so we have to take that into consideration. Yeah. And, and I think that that's going to be, again, it's going to become a bigger problem when somebody says, why does Waco get to go back to school or go back to work, mm-hmm. but Dallas doesn't? Yeah. Or why does Frisco get to go back and McKinney doesn't? You know, it's just... It's going to be very, yeah, very interesting. So, all right. So, um, I think that's it for this episode of uh, with COVID. Um, yeah, I was about just to say, is touch- this just going to be a coronavirus only well, podcast Well, yeah, or? we're almost done. Uh, so, just real quick, not much mu- new music. Yeah, nothing. nothing Kid Cudi had a song, but I didn't yeah. listen to that yet. Okay, People and you do maternal? Doom Eternal, oh yeah. Video game, Okay. Doom Eternal. So, so not too much, but you no, played that. I played Doom Eternal. I'm currently on The Last Boss. You recommend it? I highly recommend it. You I, didn't it recommend was, it at first. You, you, you stayed away from it in the beginning. So let me give an explanation. So I wasn't good at video games back then. And so I went back and played Doom 2016 before I played this one. And I enjoyed it a lot more than I remembered last time. And mm. I beat it. And okay. this one, I so I beat it. And then I had a little money come in, and I was like, all right. I'd been thinking about buying it anyway. I had some money come in, and I was like, I had all right, some cool. money come in. Um, I was like, all right, cool. This is what I want. So I bought it, and yeah, it's definitely better. I like it more than Doom 2016. I've heard the opposite, but I think it's better than Doom 2016. Um, let's see. Yeah, combat's more fun. There's a lot more to do. You can double jump like right off the bat. There's dashing and stuff. Combat's. Nice. Very high, very high intensity, but you just have to be smart about it. Like you really have to think about it, but at the same time, it's just like shoot. <laughs> yeah. Um, Fallout seventy six. Did you ever get into Fallout it? 76. Have you got into the new DLC? Um, really? Uh, if not, no, no big deal. I just wonder. Not, not yet. I got started on my. 
I got started on the campaign, and then I fast traveled somewhere and got lit up by a bunch of super mutants, and I was like, "That's enough of that," and turned it off. Um, and that's about all the video. That's video, video games. games. All right. So um, no new comedy specials, and was, I feel like there was something, was there not? No, only thing that's comedy-ish is we've been watching Black, Black AF. AF, and I I can't I can't recommend Black AF. <laughs> so let's just start there. Considering, luckily, we have a diverse demographic, I can't say I think my Caucasian European friends can really appreciate Black yeah. AF because it's pretty Black AF. It's pretty Black. Um, every your brother every asked me about it. I even I told him I was like, I don't know if you'll get enough of it mm-hmm. for it to be hilariously funny. Yeah. And I've seen some people who, for certain reasons, don't like don't like it because they don't like the angle that they feel like it's coming mm-hmm. from. I think it's funny AF. Yeah, it's pretty and, funny. And and so, you know, again, if it's it's pretty funny. I have it's, I was literally you were rolling. I was like the last time I saw you laugh that hard was at the juicy smoothie thing. Oh yeah, yeah nice. that that dude. What, that was what did so, he just? What was it? Did, oh, it was a. I don't. It, it was a. Well, it was a kid getting hit by the ball over and over. <laughs> there was a sequence that, of events. Yeah, it was a sequence of events. So it was a kid getting hit by the ball over and over, trying to play baseball, and his dad realized he couldn't catch, and he just get, keeps getting hit, hit with the ball. And that was making me laugh. And then at some point, he's being interviewed by his daughter, and she says something, and you have to know the characters, and he just looks at his daughter in an interview situation and goes, one day somebody's just going to fuck you up. (laughs) And that broke me. Like, that (laughs) broke me right there. And so at that point... There's one other thing, but I kind of want to let you... Oh, okay. I don't... Yeah. You just have to watch it. It's... Yeah. It's pretty funny. So we found it to be really funny yeah and enjoyable so i say i say give it a try yeah you know but i think you're either gonna find it extremely extremely funny or you're gonna find it offensive or you're just not gonna get it at all and i think that the funny thing is i feel like that about the boondocks yeah i feel like that about south park you know it's it kind of goes on that level of you can find it offensive yeah you can find it extremely you're gonna find it funny you're gonna love it but if you're not gonna like it you're gonna be like why is this a thing and we tend we tend to find offensive stuff funny yeah especially when everybody's offended yeah that and that's 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 the key right there when you're offending everybody yeah then it it's it's all it's all Mm -hmm. you know and if you're not picking and choosing what group you're gonna try i mean i don't right. even want to say trying to offend but if you're not picking and choosing what group you're one group offend, you're not picking on one then group. yeah when does it when is when do you look at it and be like well is it really that offensive if it's not targeted towards one group of people because i mean no i think if, it, i think it can be offensive but i think we i think intent has a lot to do with it and we haven't really got into a whole comedy situation a comedy um conversation mm-hmm. but i am of the belief that we all have traits and we all have things that we do. We have things we do as genders. We have things we do mm-hmm. as cultures. We have things we do as social economic levels. We have things we do on this side of the street compared to the other side of the street. We have things we do in this neighborhood that people don't do in that neighborhood. We have things that we do. Mm-hmm. 
And everybody wants to get offended when somebody points, points out, out the things that they do. Yeah. But it's funny. It's, it's funny because in that, and for me, that's what makes us beautiful is that we do have the things that we do. Yeah. We're not perfect. It's, you know, and, and you can point out something somebody does without it being without malicious. malintent. Yeah. And, and, and so that, and that's where, you it, know, everybody I, wants to get their feelings hurt because they, somebody said something that picks on them. I and was I'm thinking gonna, about this last night. It, it's just one of those things. It's like, I mean, realistically, you should, you should really be able to say whatever. I don't want to say whatever you want, but to a certain extent, you should be able to say whatever you want. But with saying that, you have to think, like, should I say it? First and foremost, should I say it? Do am I saying this for a reason that is fueled by hatred? Like, am I saying this because I right. hate the people that I'm talking about when I say it? Or am I just saying it because, like, like I want to point out a specific thing? You know, I want to get into this conversation. We've been going long, so I'm going to hold it. But let's, you mm -hmm. know what? Let's get back and make that our topic. Yeah. As far as, that can be the let's, next let's just talk about when stuff becomes offensive. Yeah. And when stuff becomes comes off or when as you cross racist, the line of or when you cross the yeah when you cross the line because I think everybody can say well and I think everybody's line is different mm -hmm. so that's why I can't I can't blatantly say this person didn't cross the line because they may have not crossed the line for, for me, me because I am very I'm pretty open yeah when it comes to people being called out on the stuff they do whether it's my me and my gender, my race, my demographic, my whatever, mm -hmm. I'm pretty open, but other people have to be open about yeah. theirs. And I'm just going to say this and then finish up. And this is when I realized my take on comedy, because I've told you I've been a comedy connoisseur from, the, you know, from day one, because mm -hmm. I had parents that let me listen to Richard Pryor <laughs> when I was a kid, and I loved him. And I listened to Richard Pryor make a living off of imitating white people. Mm -hmm. And everybody thought it was hilariously funny. Yeah. Right. Everybody just thought, oh, my God, it's so funny the way he points out the things that white people do. Yeah. And I noticed black comics got away with that. Like, they could always, you know, do the white voice mm -hmm. and do the things that white people do. And yeah, say I was, the things, yeah. I was hold listening on, to on. a Chappelle. Oh. And so, hold on. And so... I specifically remember they used to have something called Comic Relief, and it was comedian. It was a comedian comedy show that raised money mm -hmm. for like I think it was homeless. Yeah, Seth Rogen does something like that now. And it was Billy Crystal, Whoopi Goldberg, and Robin Williams. They were the host, mm -hmm. and they brought Don Rickles out. And Don Rickles is old school, funny as hell, old school. And I'll never forget. He walks out on stage and he looks at Billy Crystal and he's, and he's saying something to her and he looks up at Whoopi and he goes, where'd you get this monkey from? <laughs> and it was so shock. It was that. I think I just lost my breath. Uh -huh. Shocking. Be like, wait, did he just like, did, did he, he just, did he just say that? Yeah. He just said that he like just on, that, on TV. Now yeah. it wasn't national TV. It was because it was cable at the time, but he said this. On TV, on stage, 
Whoopi laughed. Mm-hmm. A lot of people laughed. A lot of people was gasped, but laughed. And I realized what's good for the goose is good for gander, right? Now, a lot of people are going to find that offensive. If you know Don Rickles, Don Rickles did not mean that. Yeah. It was a pure, it was a joke. It was yeah. 100% a joke. And he said it. Nobody died, right? Uh-huh. Whoopi wasn't overly offended yeah. or offended. The show went on. And it, it was just comedy. And that's mm-hmm. when I realized I'm okay with everybody being able to take a shot. Yeah. As long as there's no malice. Mm-hmm. And that's my stand on, on that. But we'll, we'll... We'll get more into that. Yeah, we'll get more into just... I guess we'll get Teasing into... in the next episode. Racism and stuff like that. Yeah. So, um, if you waited, if you stayed this long, I appreciate it. <laughs> we always appreciate it. Yeah. This, this is a long episode. But we hope right we brought you um, something to think about. And we hope that... Because this, I think this was probably our most, we had some, I think we've had some good episodes, but I yeah. think this was a serious episode. And mm-hmm. I think that this one really has, you know, touched on your point of view, you know, yeah, your point of view. And that's more important to me, especially, like I said, the demographic, I think that listens to us, which is more my, my people <laughs> is to be able to hear what you have to say. Yeah. Um, because always again, knowing what the kids kind of what your well, kid might what be you, thinking or what, yeah, what they might be thinking, at least. You're open enough, and you're willing to give your thoughts and opinions mm-hmm. on things, and give us insight. You know, without it being fluff, without us prepping, without yeah. me saying you you got to say this, you got to say, say that. Doesn't mean that everybody thinks like this, but yeah. at least it's a starting point for parents to kind of go, "Oh, well, he thinks like that." I wonder what my kid, and hopefully, it'll I open think, up some dialogue. I do think that with kids my age especially what's going on I think it's kind of like a generational belief for the most part a lot of kids are like are just like me where it's like yeah we need to stay inside but I mean not everybody because I told you something earlier that shocked you but <laughs> yeah everybody's like we hey your kids might be sneaking in. out at night that's all I'm gonna say about that yeah because snitches <laughs> get stitches and I don't want mm-hmm. stitches so but you know this this was night. during the day yeah oh wow but, Gosh. okay yeah. so so uh, for episode six, episode six, uh, thanks for hanging out with us, mm-hmm. and we will see you. Or we will talk see you in to another you. month. No, yeah, not gonna be another month. We will check you out next time. My name is Randy. I'm the Boomer, and I'm RJ. I'm the Zoomer. Peace, peace.